Welcome to the Average Joe Theology Show. My name is Levi Sanders. I'm Hunter Harrison. And my name is Jay Schaefer. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was actually, that was, Hunter's not here right yeah, now. Yeah, Hunter's not here. No, I wish he was. But, yeah. Oh my god. He gosh. deserted us. He left to us. To go become a popo. Dude, can you, can you, um, I can imagine Hunter being a police officer. Yeah. He'd be a good police He's officer. He's about to be the police. Yeah, boy. He's about to... Run, so, you know, yeah, pull up on you and be like, "Sure, you're going to uh, seven miles an hour." I, I can't. I do what sometimes though. I just can't imagine Hunter being that crazy, super serious, like in that situation, like where if somebody, you know, you're gonna deal with like some really funny, really dumb people. Oh yeah, and I just I couldn't keep a straight face whenever I I'd either. talk. Whenever I'd roll up on him, <clears throat> I couldn't either. The, I can't be serious at all. <laughs> I just I feel like Hunter would like. I mean, actually, I think, I think it'll be a good one. Yeah, I, I think, think it'll be a good one. I, I, I would just he love to hear stories. Police work correctly. Like he wants to be a public servant, not like have authority. <laughs> Dude, don't even get me started on police yeah, officers. No, I'm not trying them. to go like yeah into we, that. But I'm just oh, saying, I man. think Hunter will be a good oh, cop. But we do miss him. He's not here with us. Um, so you're stuck with Chase and I. Yep. That's uh, so. No more crazy insight. That's good. And then on top of that, awesome jokes. So now it's just yeah. going to be me. With, Sorry, it's not going to be as funny. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's the whole. I was, I was like, dude. So Hunter brings Hunter brings a lot. He really does. He brings the he brings the jokes. He brings the theology. He keeps it flowing. I mean, he's he's an all around podcast guy. I mean, he knows what he's he doing. Is. And then I'm sitting here just like looking across from my table here that we have, and I, he the seat's empty, and I feel a third of my heart is gone. The trio yeah. is no more <laughs> for a while. I think Hunter might. He'll be back. Yeah, for he'll sure. pop up every once in a while. I feel like we can, we can convince him and make him feel bad enough to where he'll show up, <laughs> show up one night or something like that. But, yeah, um, he'll be back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we certainly miss him. Um, so, so it's me and Chase. We're here. Heck yeah, and we're diving into another topic, a uh, topical episode, mm-hmm. and this one is on depression, um, or. Grief or or what any, that morning. kind of yeah. uh, of thing. Yeah, I mean this is kind of brought on by by Chase and and some situations, some interaction he's got to have with people. Yeah. Um. So if you want to kind of just introduce the topic and really kind of what we're yeah that we're discussing. Yeah. I um. Uh, I definitely this is this is something that's close to my heart. Uh, depression is something that I I really do believe isn't talked about a whole lot in church. I might. I feel like there might be a little bit of a, a stigmatism. Or is that the word for it? I think that's something with your eyes. I know, right? Okay, that's so <laughs> I stupid. think it's like a, I don't, a stigma. A stigma. There's a, a stigma just with no tism. <laughs> no tism. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this is going to be a great <laughs> start of the episode. Depression uh, is a stigmatism in the eyes of the church. <laughs> that's exact. Well, no. There's a stigma, uh, like where basically people don't. I feel like want to talk about it. Um, yeah, there's. I mean, there's all kinds of things that come along with this heavy topic. I, I would say definitely, there's there's the point of the church who a lot of people maybe sometimes don't even know how to deal with it. Then there's some people that feel that 
bad or they feel really, really um, like they don't want to talk about it or go to somebody whenever they're struggling with this because they feel that they'll be uh, looked at in a terrible way or something like that. Or they don't want to maybe even express that they have this this going on in their life. And I would say that's brought up as well with just things going on um, internally that kind of affect you that way. Um, but yeah, depression is definitely something that I think we need to, we need to talk about in a biblical light that that's, uh, going to be honoring to God about just talking about the topic and discussing it and claiming what it is and making sure that we know, um, how we can, how we can help people who are struggling with this. So, I mean, you know, because depression is brought up by a bunch of different factors. I well, uh, I think d- just real fast, I want to hit yeah. on a couple of yeah, those yeah, things. Yeah. I mean, you talk about how there's kind of a stigma in the church. Either people don't want to talk about it because they feel like they'll be judged, or um, mm-hmm. yeah, you know that it it won't be helped or it doesn't make any sense. And then and then there's the people who don't understand it or don't can't really speak to it. Right? Yeah. So like I know. Personally, I mm-hmm. I can say as somebody in the church, I don't understand depression. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't understand it. I I mm-hmm. don't feel adequately equipped to deal with it or speak to it. Okay. Um, yeah. Besides where Scripture speaks to it, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what I mean. So like I yeah. I've never experienced it, so I can't really speak to mm-hmm. it particularly, other than possible roots of it and where that's exposed in scripture. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, that's possibly one of the, one of the reasons a lot of people in the church maybe don't speak about it a lot. Yeah. And, um, but it is obviously a thing. Mm -hmm. It is, it is something that people struggle with. It is. And I think it's talked a lot. It's talked about a lot as far as secular society goes. Yes. Um, I, I would say that there is a danger because I think a lot of what's classified as depression in secular society is not depression. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Um, that makes sense. But, but it's definitely an issue, something people struggle with. And, mm-hmm. and like you say, it, it deserves to be, um, thought of deeply and addressed biblically. Yeah. I mean, we really do need to talk about this as Christians because, there, like you said, there's the danger where the secular yeah. world, they'll, they'll be like, oh, yeah, no, 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 we know all about that. Here, we'll take care of you. Right. And then it will lead to this. Um, they try to treat it with they the wrong try to things tr- because exactly. they don't know what the root of it is. Exactly, exactly. And, and like I say, but but I want to throw that disclaimer out there that, you know, I've personally never struggled with depression. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I don't claim to be an authority on it, right? You know, I I this was something I really only looked into because you had brought up the topic i mean I've, yeah. I've thought about it before yeah but just to see what scripture says about what the root could possibly be mm-hmm. or, or how it could be addressed yeah um i i know me for me personally i um i'm a very i i try not to let my how i'm feeling sometimes like deeper stuff like that really get out i mean i'll i'll show maybe sometimes that you know i'm frustrated or i'm angry at something or you know i I think that's stupid and and i'll express that but depression is one that i i i will be speaking to tonight or whenever we talk about it in a light where i've not always dealt with it correctly i have Mm -hmm. i've actually struggled with it for um a good chunk of my life and it's just something that 
you know, I mean, it's not like it's always there, but right. it comes, like I explained to Levi before it happened, before uh, the podcast, like kind of explaining my type of thing where randomly I'll be, I'll be in a great mood and, um, you know, I'm really focused on God. I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And then randomly just out of nowhere, um, it'll hit me. I don't even know what brought it on. It's no circumstance that brought it on. It's nothing. It's just, it's just a frame of mind where I almost get inward focused in yeah. a way. Um, and I, and I lose sight of who God is quick and, and I don't know why it happens. Um, but I don't I f- think depression is the only thing that comes on like that. Mm-hmm. I think many emotional struggles yeah. are like that. So like, I know personally, I've never struggled with depression in that way. Mm-hmm. Like I've never just automatically, um, been stricken with, with grief and, and uncertainty. Yeah. But I know like in my life, I've struggled at times where just, uh, just like that quickly yeah. and out of nowhere, I'll get ang- angry okay. or frustrated. Yeah. yeah. And I know that it's it's rooted in the same thing, inward mm-hmm. focused, yeah, selfish mentality. But yeah, you know, I mean, it just comes out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and that's the, just the same. I think there's a lot of emotional um, issues that that come about like that. Yeah, I mean, with with depression, I I'm not going to speak probably tonight just to what I go through. I'm going to try to. I'm just going to kind of branch it off on all of depression and really talk about it like that because. Depression can be brought upon by by so many circumstances. I uh, too many to count, too many to even talk about. But I mean, there's um, definitely the one that I spoke about about me. There is times whenever people get worried, and so worry has been their their cause for things, and their anxiety builds and builds and builds until they just get to this overwhelming sense where they're like they just freeze. And then they just get depressed. And I, I have once or, you know, before gotten to points like that as well, because I'm, I'm a, I'm a yes person. I always say yes. I'll always, I'll do Mm. things and then I'll get spread so thin that I just get, it'll hit me where I'm like, I'm like, I I got too much going on and it'll freak me out. But then there's also times whenever definitely, I mean, I feel like this is the most common one is whenever, um, a loved one will, uh, will pass away. And then from that loved one, um, the person that did pass away, is it, is it somebody who is a Christian? Um, if, and you know, there comes with mourning and grief from that, but then there's also a major depression that I've seen where, um, and I've, I've gone through this before with my friends who I, over the years, you know, they'll have a, a buddy of theirs or somebody who's passed away and they're not a Christian and the person knows that they died without knowing Christ. And that brings upon a certain type of depression that's like a, uh, where, where it just hurts, where where you're like, I, I, do, I know where they went and it's not a good place. And so then they maybe sometimes will, will blame themselves or there's just so many different circumstances that can happen where they're like, maybe I didn't do enough or um, sometimes circumstances that happen with, uh, you know, something just knocks you down you know, work, you get fired from a job or, um, something happens to where you get, uh, I've seen it before where somebody has a sports injury or somebody has an injury that impedes them from being able to do a task and they are stuck sitting there for six months in recovery and they get depressed. And, um, that, that, that always happens. I mean, there's so many different circumstances that we could talk about. Um, I would say probably where I'd want to go to and some of these times is, is the scriptures. So, um, 
Or all the, of them. Yeah, or all. Uh, I, <laughs> I have so many here. I'm not going to try to go through all of them, but I will say that the Bible. So, so this is kind of a hope I always kind of go to whenever I'm am going through those times. Is the Bible talks about it? It's not quiet upon this issue. It's very, very out in the open about, um, especially in Psalms, whenever you have laments and and troubles and person going through something. Uh, but I, but I think it's fair too to say not all lamentation is depression. No, no, no. You know no. what I mean? Like it's I not think, all depression. But that's what I'm talking about as mm-hmm. far as going back to. I think a lot of people mischaracterize it. Mm-hmm. Okay, is that yeah? It, you can't just blanket depression as far as when you, when you go through these things. Mm-hmm. Like there's a difference in sorrow and grief and mm-hmm. all these things, and then depression. Yeah, right. De- like you can have sorrow mm-hmm. that is God honoring, and yes, you can, and is is good. Yes, you can have grief that is God honoring and good. Mm-hmm. You can have lamentation or, or lament that yeah. is God honoring and good. But depression is a crippling grief, yeah, or a yeah. crippling sorrow, yeah. something that weighs you down and affects your daily life in a way that you can't properly yeah. um, do things. And I feel like you can have God honoring sorrow, grief, lament, but you cannot have God honoring depression. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we must seek um, Scripture and see what it says on the issue yeah. and and how it is how it can be. Um, addressed or or mm-hmm. treated yeah we, we say yeah that makes sense yeah i mean i've i've had friends as well who uh struggle with this probably a lot more than i do and um they'll tell me that they just they, they couldn't move yeah that they they just were they felt a sense of just i don't want to be doing anything right now yeah and I and you and I get that, but and I believe the Bible does speak about. And I wasn't that saying that times. you were you were mischaracterizing it. I just thought no. that was important to <laughs> no, dude, emphasize. No, I understand. Well, here's the thing. Let's say I accidentally do that while I'm going on, um, because I got a ton of different scripture for it. Um, I feel like this first one is going to be kind of a iffy one where we can kind of look into it. And okay. I don't really, but. Uh, just yeah, call me out. You know me. I don't really care. Just call me out because we need to try to be as truthful about it as possible. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I'm gonna go to Second Samuel 12, uh, 15 through 23. I'm gonna not try to read all of this, uh, but I'm gonna maybe just speak about it. So basically, what's happened here is that um, Nathan. Uh, this is basically the story of David and his son passing away. Um, this is a passage that is very, very deep and a very, a lot of emotion is going on here. I don't want to speak about it from a sense of, um, maybe depression, but maybe what it would look like whenever we do have those sorrows or grief going on. Um, so let me, let me look, uh, and David, so basically his son is passing away here. David therefore sought God on behalf of the child, and David fasted and went in and lay all night on the ground. And the elders of his house stood beside him to raise him from the ground, and he would not, nor did he eat with him with them. On the seventh day the child died, and the servant of David were afraid to tell him that the child was dead, for they said, Behold, while the child was yet alive, we spoke to him, and he did not listen to us. How can we say to him the child is dead? He may do himself some harm. So, so basically up until now, you have David who's not eating. He won't get up off the ground. They say that he may even harm himself. Um, but he went to God, David was at this time, going to God during this grief and this time of trial. And um, so 
But when David saw that his servants were whispering together, David basically was just like, he asked, is my child dead? And they said, he is dead. And then David arose from the earth and he washed and anointed himself and changed his clothes. And he went into the house of the Lord and he worshiped. And then he went into his house and when he asked, they have set food before him and he ate. Then his servant said to him, what is this thing you have done? You have fasted and wept for the child while he was alive. But when the child died, you rose and ate food. And he said, while the child was still alive, I have fasted and wept. For I said, who knows whether the Lord will be gracious to me that the child may live, but now he is dead. Why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he will not return to me. And so from this passage right here, I, I would definitely see a uh, the almost biblical, God, like godly way of dealing with grief and mourning and what you should be doing in times of trials and things going on that are that are difficult like this. I mean, David was definitely struggling. I mean, he wasn't eating or anything like that. But but you see that he is that as soon as as soon as this had passed, uh, David got up and um, and he ate, and um, he he definitely went and worshipped the Lord, and and that's the response I feel like in times of depression or things like that. This is more of what it needs to look like. This is what it needs to be. Is things like this because, I mean. What a beautiful response to, I mean, this is all brought about by David's sin, but, and he knew that. And I mean, just the amount of sheer, just knowing, um, this was his, the reason this is happening is because of him and his sin that he had committed. And on top of that, the child is dying, um, for what he, what David had done at this time. And he still went and he got up and worshiped and and praised after this had happened. And so I, I definitely want to go into another passage too of Psalms 42 and 43, which I think are really good passages as well, where um, basically in, it can, it starts off here where kind of, I think in verse two or three, it says, my tears have been my food day and night while they say to me all the night long, where is your God? So, so people are going up against uh, this man here, and he uh, it continues on a few verses later. Why are you down, cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. My soul is cast down within me, therefore I remember you from the land of Jordan and of Hermon from Mount Miser. Um, and then it continues almost at the end, and it says, uh, As with a deadly wound in my bones, my adversaries taunt me, while they say to me all the, night, all the day long, Where is your God? Why are you cast down on my soul, and where are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. So definitely in in this passage, uh, 42 and 43 are connected, but you see you see somebody um, in the psalm going through, I would, would you classify that as depression? I almost saw it as that because it was almost a turn away where he's in tears and his that's his food day and night. And then he says, but where are you, God? And then he says, but later I will now then actually worship the Lord. So what do you think to that? But do you know by chance? Or, I mean, because I really do believe that this person here in Psalms 42 at the end is, it's a realization as he's writing this that there is this constant 
deep calls to the roar of the waterfalls. Uh, my, where is where is your God? Why are you cast down on my soul? And why are you in tor- turmoil within me? And at the end, it ends with, and I believe this is probably whenever the realization of how he's feeling and depression and things going on. He he says this to himself: Hope in God, for I shall again praise Him, my salvation and my God. And and I find that to be beautiful because that that's kind of the way that I've always had to deal with it. Whenever I'm whenever yeah. I'm struggling or whenever I'm going through those times where I'm I don't know what's going on and I feel sick to my stomach and I hate the way I'm feeling, but I just I know what I'm supposed to do. I know I should be worshiping God. People are against me. Uh, I, I just don't feel like doing anything and I know what I'm supposed to do. I know that I need to be following the Lord and I know what I'm doing is almost inward focused in a way with my depression, but not almost for sure, but it is for sure. Yeah, it is for sure. And that's the problem that's going on. And I know what I need to do to fix it. Yeah. But for some reason I, I don't. Yeah. And, and it's, it's this like, it's it's and then it makes it worse almost in a way whenever you're depressed because you're like I know what I need to do and I know and as a Christian I feel like that's kind of there's a lot going on uh, inwardly like spiritually you know a lot of things are fighting right now internally with you know you know what you're supposed to do you know who God is and you know who He is and how He loves you but but you still feel like crap you yeah. don't know why you feel this way and that's how I feel and. And so my thing is, is that with passages like this, I, I go to these, I, I would, I would cling to stuff like this because you see the progression through the Psalm of him finally having at the very, very end that definitely like hope in God for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God, which yeah, through he's it, in the he same is. situation, exactly what you're describing. Yeah. And I think that goes to, to many, many sins. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, okay, here's, here's a question. Would you classify depression as a sin? So, so I would say that I want to be careful here because I, I don't want to like just flat out be like, yep, you're sinning right there. Boom. And, but I do believe that the times that I've faced depression, it has been what I do is that I turn my focus from God and, and, and I don't believe that the Bible, like you said earlier, the Bible talks about God full, like how we should be mourning and how we should be grieving and, and that can be biblical, but then I feel like that can turn into, for some reason, a inward more focused because yeah. we're already kind of struggling with these with these emotions, and it can turn into more of an internal thing where we focus on ourselves and we turn our eyes from God and doing things biblically into a depression. Which is ultimately... It is. Yeah. Yes, it is. And so... I, I would say it is a sin because you're you're turning your eyes from God. Yeah. But the or thing at is, least it is it is caused by sin. It is caused by sin, and I would say, and and I think, just just like any other sin, um, I I know like just speaking personally, I've found myself in other sins, right? Where mm-hmm. yeah. just like you're saying, you know the truth, you yeah. know it, yeah, you know the truth, you yeah. know what God's promises. Are what God um, says about the situation you're in in the first place, mm-hmm. um, and 
yet it is hard to inform your heart mm-hmm. from what you know in your head yeah. to fight against your flesh. It, yeah, ex- it's exactly. hard. Well, it leaves and you open you, it, for, exactly. for that attack. And that's what you see here, right? Mm-hmm. That he, he says at the very beginning, as the deer pants for flowing streams, so so pants my soul for you, O God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. My, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Right, he he says that at the very beginning. Like I know this. Yes, I know that as a Christian, my soul pants for God. Yeah, that as as somebody who God has redeemed, my soul longs for God. Mm-hmm. But then he says, "My tears have been my food, while they see, while they say to me all day long, where is your God?'" Yeah, and right. So his flesh is tempting him. It's yes. saying to him, "Where is your God? Why mm-hmm. are you in this situation? Why have you been betrayed?" But he knows in his head that mm-hmm. he hasn't been, yeah. that his soul longs for God and for, for his food. And he, yeah. he doesn't, just like you say, until verse 5 yeah. of Psalm 42, tell himself, inform his heart from his head, why are you cast down? Why are you in turmoil? Hope in God. And I think that's a key word there because mm-hmm. I think a lot of what, I think something that characterizes all depression mm-hmm. is hopelessness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think it, you just feel hopeless. Yeah, you do, mm-hmm. and um, and you don't know why, and you don't know why, and like you say, it just, it's just like I don't I don't want to do anything because why do anything if if I'm hopeless? Mm-hmm. But the reality is, as as Christians, mm-hmm. the gospel message always offers hope. Amen. And yeah. so we have yeah. to just look, <laughs> speak to our hearts mm-hmm. with what we know, hope in God. Yeah. Hope in God, and 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 we'll get over this. We'll we'll get through this, whatever kind of issues we're in, and mm-hmm. and that's where you get something. My my pastor has been saying for the past couple of weeks, which I love, mm-hmm. um, is that, and I think this is just a, a a good easy saying to stick in your head and help helps you in times like this, that the world loves to to gaze at our circumstances and then glance to to God, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, oftentimes to get rejuvenated, right. But the sign of a mature uh, a mature Christian is somebody who can gaze to God and glance at our circumstances, mm-hmm. right? We must keep our gaze on heaven and then only glance at the situation we're in. Mm-hmm. And if we do that, that's going to keep us from falling out into hopelessness. Yeah. Uh, what happens is we take our gaze away from heaven and put it on the circumstances we're in, and then we're like, we, we feel the same as, as the psalmist here to say, Where's your God at? You've been betrayed. You've He's let you down because you're in a horrible situation. And I'm not saying that anything that that causes somebody to go into depression is not a horrible situation because mm-hmm. it can be. Yeah, it can. But be. But the reality is, God ordains all things. Yeah. And and He is the master of all things. And in fact, a lot of times we get placed in situations to be tested. And and for us, that just seems like it just sucks, and we're just in the situation. And it's just yeah. bad. Um, but we have to inform our heart with what we know Scripture to say without a shadow of a doubt and gaze to heaven and yep. to keep ourselves from falling into into um, what I would say sinful, crippling um, depression or, or anxiety. And and I, I say that just the same as I would say that, that my anger or, or frustration is rooted in, Worry in, in sin. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, like... I mean that that's perfectly what that's perfectly what you said, and that goes into I feel like what I was going to go next, which is Romans eight twenty eight, 
And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And that is the hope. Like, like you said, that, that is, I know whenever I get depressed, that is always the verse I try to go to because I don't know why I feel this way. And, and, I know it's myself. It's my problem. It's my sin that uh, this internal focus, and I don't know why it's happening. But also, uh, I have four points here to kind of of things that I've always done. But um, but God is is a good God, and He is gracious, and He is loving, and kind of works all things for His good. I could go on and on about different passages where people in the Scripture lament, but but every time they put their hope back in God, that's yeah. usually every lament. And so that, or that is every limit. And so the thing is, is I rest in that God is going to be using my sin, my, my failure, my troubles for my good still, because he is a sovereign God. That's another thing I wrote. I rest in is that like, you know, I might be weak, but, but God is strong and that's who I rest in, in those times of struggle. And I get it. I get that things suck and that you don't know why. And you know this too. Like I know I've, I've know this and I would, pre- I would preach this to myself. But the thing is, is that preach it more, yeah. preach it more to yourself. Like gaze the, to heaven constantly. Exactly. Like the, the one th- number point one that I was going to say, uh, to, that has always helped me was remember the promises of God. Um, and, and so this is kind of what I wrote out in times of, in times of the depression, the, the main focus I believe is a separation of thinking, like towards God and we become super like inward focused and we're, we're, we're like tricked by our, our sin and desires to turn away from the reflections of God. And we look into ourselves and so, and then, and we're fallen people. I mean, we fail and we're, we're, you know, we, we struggle and we're not strong sometimes. And, and I, I would go to first Corinthians ten thirteen, and I'm a preface this with, I will talk about the context after I read this verse. So please, after you read it, don't just be like, yeah, like I want to talk about it for a second. But um, no temptation is overtaking you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will let you be tempted beyond your ability, or he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. And so the context of this is that God is our way out. He is the strong one, and and we can't rely upon ourselves to do anything. Uh, I, I hear this all the time. People just take this verse, and they're like, see, God won't ever make me. God won't give me something that I can't overcome. And I'm like, no, he he will. He will break you down. Yeah. Well, that or and, or the the all <laughs> the all knowing out of context verse. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah. Philippians four thirteen. It's not saying you can do anything you ever want. Like you can yeah. climb Mount Everest because God strengthens you. <laughs> it's but, saying you can get anything through any situation that God places you in. Yeah, and and that's the exactly, and that's and so. Again, it's uh, scriptures are always pointing back to in laments and problems and grief and and depression um, and in sin and anything that we struggle with internally with emotion. Uh, it's always saying point back to God because you 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 are, he he is the perfect person where we can set our hope in um, our, our sin. Uh, the sins of people can be used for good. God is not weak to where he can't be using trials like this to grow us and, and nothing is meaningless. And we need to remember this, like, uh, like rest in the Lord. Remember where your strength is and where the breath for you to even be able to, to wake up that morning to, 
to be awake comes from like the where where everything that we gain anything from is that that is good comes from god and and i love that you say reflect on the promises of god Mm -hmm. and and that can mean so many things yeah because not only does god promise um salvation and hope and joy to those Mm -hmm. that would repent of their sins and trust in jesus christ Mm -hmm. as um, the sa- their personal savior, but um, he promises that it's not going to be easy. Yeah, he promises exactly the situation you are in. Yeah, that it's going to be hard. That you are going to have to suffer, and through that, he is going to conform you to the image of his son, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, oftentimes I've felt like, man, this situation just just sucks. Mm-hmm. And then you know what I do? Go read Job. Because <laughs> poor Job gets yeah. in the worst situation. And and why? Because God is conforming him to the image of his son. Mm-hmm. And then you see not only these hard promises that God promises that's not going to be easy, but he promises that he he's going to get you through it, that he's not yeah. going to put you in a situation that he will not bring you through, yeah. that he's not going to abandon you, that God is faithful mm-hmm. to to bring to completion those who he starts. Mm-hmm. Those who, he, you know, that that Jesus says in John that he will lose none of his sheep. Yeah. None of the sheep Amen. that God has given him. Yeah. And so um, it's just it's just a rest in the promise that God loves, that God loves his people and is, is working all things to the good of those who love him, as you read in, in Romans 8. Mm-hmm. So resting on the promises of God are to rest in the hard things that, that the situation we are in, um, God ordained. Yeah as rough as that is yeah um and to, to and oftentimes you know when we're in the situation we don't we are blind to how god is using that to to work exactly yeah i know i'd be we like just, why is this good yeah. like why how is, is this, this going to be good at all yeah but god promised us that it is yeah i mean he's going to work all things to the good of those who love him my my, my past my past times of depression, I mean, where I'm just sitting there sucking and I'm just like, like, I'm just like, oh my gosh, why is this happening? I, I, why do I feel this way? And I don't feel like I could talk to the issues like I do if I hadn't have gone through that mm, in a true. way, in a way I can't, I can't, um, I'm not only give you a, uh, ministry opportunity or a way to yeah. empathize with people. Yeah. And, and so like with that, I would say whenever you're going through these times also, don't don't as well as you are depressed feel that you have to carry it alone that's mm. what the church is for amen that your pastor their your your shepherd is there for you um if you're a shepherd yourself and you're depressed um <laughs> go to another shepherds, shepherds. Yeah. yeah exactly like go to another one like you don't have to fight this hard difficult thought we're not called to yeah, we're we're called to be together as a church, as a body, as a the as Christian walk is not one to be done individually. Exactly, it's to be done corporately. And and the pastor in today's time, I feel like, is the person that you need to go to for counseling, for for ministry, for for any time that you need you need help to be able to be spoken into that he can he can definitely speak into you from a biblical nature of of just reminding you of, of who God is and mm-hmm. and definitely pleading there and then and then the next thing I was going to say was pray deeply like pray 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 like 
like ask God to like be faithful, get to get out of this, to, to, to let this flee from you, this feeling of just this evil sickness that you have within you where, uh, and then your pastor will do that with you. Yeah. He'll pray with you. And then go to your pastor for encouragement because I, I mean, even just yesterday, I just needed some encouragement and I just oh, went and talked to my pastor and he just yeah. encouraged me yeah. and then encourage your pastor. <laughs> like yeah. pray for your pastor and just send him a message. Like I'm praying for you. I'm grateful for all that you do for your sheep because they need encouragement too. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just as prone yeah. to, to fall into um, doubt. But another thing you just said is, is to pray and, and man, prayer is just not, well, I mean, let's be honest. Prayer is hard. It's hard. It's it a is. hard, um, it's a hard discipline. To, mm-hmm. to to learn to be able to force yourself to to pray well and and do it often, um, yeah. but we have to pray. It's such a it, we have to pray. It's such a vital part of the Christian life, and and not only pray, but you know, co- conversation has to go two ways. Yeah, right. So yeah. when you when you pray to God, you are expressing your heart to God. You are asking Him to to work in these situations, but um, and you're probably at, I know if if you're like me you you a lot of times you ask god to speak to a situation to speak to you or to, and reveal to you what you know uh, th- how to handle this situation or whatever well, but you're never going to hear from him yeah. if you don't read his word exactly. right that's Pre- point it, four two-way conversation yeah you speak to god through prayer and you you listen to god through scripture Amen. you have to we i mean yeah. we talked about the way to treat this the way to treat any sin is to reflect on the promises of God to to inform mm-hmm. your heart what you know in your head. But the issue is you can't inform your heart if you don't know anything in your head. Yeah, you can't reflect on the promises of God if you don't know what they are. Mm-hmm. You have to be in Scripture. Um, you have to, you know. I I hear a lot of people say, "I just wish God would would." I, I'm waiting for God to speak to me on this issue, or you know, I I, I want God to to reveal to me this, and I just. And, and yes, sometimes he, he reveals it in his own time for sure. Mm-hmm. But the reality is he has revealed all things to us in scripture. Yeah. Yes, there are some mysteries that we won't know until the day of judgment. But the reality is like I love this old this old hymn, How Firm a Foundation. Mm-hmm. And, and the first line is how firm a foundation, ye saints of the Lord, is laid for your faith in his excellent word. Mm-hmm. What more could he say than to you he hath said, than to you who for refuge to Jesus have fled? What more could he say? He said it all in Scripture. You just have to be in it. Yeah, you have to know it. You have to be seeking his answers and what he, how he addresses situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, or else you're never going to hear it. And and I'm a, I'm gonna say to all these points that we've talked about that again, like the psalmist, there is a progression as you're struggling with this. I I believe that you can't probably listen to this episode if you're going through something and. And be like, well, I gave it a I gave it a week's try, so, um, and I still feel kind of like crappy. No, I I really do believe that as you meditate and as you read and as you pray and as you reflect on the promises of God, it will change from a a depression to more of a a grief or mourn. I feel like that it can progress into a biblical way of where it still sucks and things still are hard but it's in a biblical nature 
to where it's not a depression of inward focus, but you're focusing on God, but still things are kind of not the easiest. Yeah, and I, mean, I get it, that. It, it, it's yeah. not just going to be easy immediately. Yeah, it won't. Like There'll I, be time. There'll be much time that is needed. For... I mean, Jesus wept over the death of Lazarus, mm-hmm. right? It's not because Jesus doubted God or was depressed. He he was sorrowful, mm-hmm. right? And and you have different different commentators speak to why Jesus wept because he knew Lazarus was going to come back. But the regard regardless, he wept because he was sorrowful, mm-hmm. right? Um, but that wasn't sinful. That wasn't mm-hmm. dishonoring to God. And so, I mean, like you say, we should just seek to have God honoring um, grief and sorrow and lament. Yes, and and I for. think. I think that's good. I mean, we we need to have that to to encourage each other, to yeah. bring honor to God, even even in, and that's a testimony in and of itself when you're in a hard situation and you can say, But praise be to God, he is faithful, he will get me through this. Mm-hmm. Um, even though right now I don't understand it. Just being able to say that to two people is a testimony mm-hmm. to what God is doing. Yeah, man. I that's yeah. I, I think that's a good good way to end it right there. So uh yeah, we 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 hope this was beneficial to you. Yeah. Um and we'll be back next week with another topical Let's episode. Go.